Welcome to this episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from OwnerRes, providing a powerful and flexible system for managing vacation rental properties. OwnerRes provides booking and maintenance management, payment scheduling and collection, as well as insightful reporting. OwnerRes will provide you with a long-term booking foundation that is scalable for your vacation rental business while fully managing your channel listings, but still focusing on your brand, your website, and your way of doing things. Listen in to the mid-episode break where you will hear more about this internationally recognized leader in vacation rental software. For more information about OwnerRes, click the link in the description of this episode on your smart device. Let's get started. Here is your host, Heather Bayer. In today's episode, I'm talking to one of the most dynamic couples in this industry, and that is Elaine and Lance Stitcher of Seaside Vacations in Chincoteague, Virginia and Ocean City, Maryland. And Seaside Vacations has grown rapidly over the past few years. We're going to explore what's behind that dynamic growth and the tips they can bring every manager on how to build a really successful company. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I am hugely delighted to be back with you once again. So it seems like a theme is running through episodes at the moment, and I've been interviewing some really great property managers recently. You heard last week from Tyann Marsink, whose two brands in Missouri Missouri House and Branson Family Retreats are doing really, really well. And she told us about her methods of acquiring new owners and the criteria she has put in place to ensure that the brand quality remains high. And I think that's something that any property manager needs to be thinking about now as we get into such a competitive market. So today it's the turn of Lance and Elaine Stitcher from Seaside Vacations in Chincoteague and Ocean City. And they have been on the show a couple of times. We talked to them around about the time of COVID. Do you remember that? And how they were recovering after the first year. I think that's when we did the first episode. And then I caught up with them again in May of last year after after the VRMA Spring Forum. And I'll put those two episodes in the show notes so you can take a look at them. It takes a lot for me to invite somebody back onto the show a second time. And when you hear them again, you know it's because we had such a good response to earlier episodes. And I'm sure we're going to have a similar sort of response to my discussion with Lance and Elaine today, because Seaside Vacations has grown rapidly over the past few years. And I want to find out what is the secret behind that growth and that success. And as you heard from Travis Wilburn and Rebecca Lombardo a couple of weeks ago, Seaside Vacations are a part of the 100 
collection. And if you don't know what the hundred collection is, then go back to that episode and listen to it. Because to me, this really shows where this level of the industry is going, that property managers are going to a new level of excellence, of hospitality, of raising standards to ensure that they shine above the masses that are coming in behind them. So Seaside Vacations, part of the 100 Collection, we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about community involvement, because this is what we hear from all these successful property managers, that they are so strong in their local communities. And that's how a reputation gets spread far and wide. So without further ado, let's move on over to let Lance and Elaine tell you about their success. Well, I'm super delighted to have with me today, once again, Lance and Elaine Stitcher from Seaside Vacations in Chincoteague, Virginia and Ocean City, Maryland. Welcome. Thank you, Heather. It's so good to be back with you again. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> yeah, we had such a good conversation after the VRMA Spring Forum, I think. That was the last one. And I'm putting your previous episodes on, on the show notes so people can check those out. I was just saying, actually, in the introduction that uh, I think very hard before I have anybody back onto the show for a second time. It's not a matter of going, I haven't got anybody else to talk to. <laughs> it's more of, you know, who people want to hear from. And you are definitely the people that the audience wants to hear from. So I'm so glad to have you back. You are not in Maryland. Where are you? We are not, or Virginia. We are sitting in sunny and beautiful Key Largo. That sounds wonderful. In fact, you were saying that it would have been nice to record this episode outside. Wind the in the palm. palm. trees were screaming too loudly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. And so, so for those in my audience who are sitting up in, in Wisconsin and Minnesota and Canada, yeah, just, just ignore that last part. Just wipe it out. It is very nice down here in the South at the moment. Although looking out my back window, you wouldn't think so. It's uh, been a little rainy this morning. But anyway, I wanted to have you back on a couple of reasons. One is because Seaside Vacations is growing. It really is growing. I'm seeing this happening when I'm sitting, reading on LinkedIn and I'm talking to people and then talking to Travis about the 100 collection. And I wanted to have you back on as well because you have a lot of community involvement. And I wanted to talk about that, that as well, because it seems to be a theme that's running through this new collection, I guess, of property managers that are local to their communities. And there seems to be a clear distinction now between the property managers who live, eat and breathe their locations and those that sit in New York and manage 50 properties in Miami and, and 40 properties in Phoenix. So that's where we're coming from. So can we start with just recapping on Seaside Vacations and, you know, quick where you started and how it's grown in the last few years? Sure. So absolutely. We started Seaside Vacations in the realistically in the winter going into the spring of 2015, 2016. Our growth curve had, had been fairly linear since that time frame, jumping in 25 to 35% annually. We kind of project that to, to begin to level off now. For example, in our Virginia market, we've reached where we've got a, a significant market share 
now we're kind of focusing on on quality is not just growth but quality properties when we look to our north in ocean city maryland it's a huge rental market thousands of rentals up there we're also in the pushing the 150 175 envelope in that market and in less than a year's time in less than a year's time we've gone from it's Ford. been yeah it's, it's, it's been it's that that journey's been about two two and a yeah. half years where we've really put some uh some effort into that but once again we're we're focusing on quality. Um, we've been very, very fortunate to been, be invited into a number of very quality buildings with great amenities. And we're, we're looking for the cream of the crop and, you know, that 25, 35% annual growth is not going to continue forever because there does become a time when it's just very, very difficult to continue to deliver the same experience to the owners and to the guests. And this is something that resonates with me, Lance, very often. If you ever run into Lance at a conference, someone will say, what do you have, 350 properties now? Do you have 500? And he'll say, no, ask me next year. And that always about gives me a heart attack. I'm much more (laughs) cautious with our growth. And we've definitely turned away more properties in Virginia this year than we have taken in Ocean City. While the journey has been over the last two years, in the last year, we've actually gone from having no physical office in Ocean City to having three and three major buildings. And our Ocean City team just met with another building. We might be getting another one for this year. So that's been very fast and very exciting. But again, I definitely, I'm always concerned about being able to maintain that mom and popness, mm-hmm. which I think, like you said, at the local level, people really want that. Now, Go, I guess, want to connect with us and know that they're coming to visit someone they can trust. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was one of the questions I I have is, you know, how do you manage different locations? Do you have general managers in place in in different places or key staff that manage the different offices? Oh, absolutely. Uh, We couldn't do it without our team. And we've been focusing on building our team and training them so that they can essentially run the business in our absence, if need be. Ocean City, we've got very strong managing partners up there in uh, Jason and Dorothy. Couldn't do Ocean City as well as we do without that team. Yeah. We're very blessed to have amazing people in both markets. Like we were saying, we could never do Ocean City. And actually, we could not be sitting in Key Largo for four weeks without the incredible people that we have working with us. We're very, very lucky. And we're huge on education. Anybody who's seen us at a conference will see us with eight to 10 people in tow, which has been insane, but worth every nickel to have them taking advantage of this education. Yes, I was looking back on previous podcasts and and I think it was a question I'd asked uh, in a previous one about the fact that, you know, you you were at the Vera May conference and you have this team going with you and how important that was. And yeah, always, always loved that approach. So what are the major milestones? If you look back, you know, since you started, what would you say the major milestones? Because I know when when I was running a property management company, there was a tipping point. You know, we got to about 35 properties and I think we got to 13 and that was one tipping point. And then 35 was the second one and then 100. So it's tipping points in terms of staffing, in terms of technology, in terms of, of just general operations. What are yours? So I would agree with you 100% that there are, uh, there's, a, there's several different phases and tipping points in this journey that we've been on. You know, at the beginning, they were probably 10, 25, 35, 50, and 75. 
were all tipping points in that we had to bring on a little bit of help or a little bit of technology, or we had to change something about the way that we did business in order to prepare for the next round. Once we got to that 75 property level is when things began to get very, very real and very interesting. And it was helpful that we had experience managing a large property management company prior We knew what the roadmap ahead needed to look like in order to continue to be successful. And that's when technology, we made a few major changes, including changing our PMS platform. We have since changed uh, our accounting platform. Uh, But having an idea of where you want to go, it's incredibly important because you, you just have to be able to have the tools to make those next moves. Yeah, I fully agree that the wider picture, the five-year plan, maybe the 10-year plan I mean, for us was always super important because if you don't have a goal in mind, you have no way of really knowing how you're going to get there. Right. And I have to give my husband credit. He is always two steps ahead. You know, we jumped on the track bandwagon before, almost before anyone else. And we all thought he was crazy because we did it in the peak season and it was incredibly overwhelming and stressful, but he was dead on. We did it at the right time. And I'm so thankful that we did. And we just keep trying to stay two steps ahead. Two steps ahead. We're actually about to roll out our new website. We've been working on for the last several months as well. Again, just to stay ahead of the pack. And that should be happening next week. I believe. Yeah, yes, early I'm... next week. So we're really excited about that as well. Oh, I bet. I bet. So uh, can you share who do, who's doing a website? Oh, absolutely. Um, we've been working with ICND now for several years. And this is actually just an upgrade to their new Axis mm-hmm. platform. We've actually started working on it probably, I think we committed to this last June. We've taken a little bit longer than we should to get this built out, but it's it's a it's a project that we wanted to get right. We didn't our our current website works phenomenally. It's not something we needed to do. We wanted to do to be prepared for what the next digital <laughs> revolution transformation looks like. Because what does Brandon Sell say? If you ain't first, if you ain't first, you're, you're last. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. You know, ChatGPT has been the the big thing the last two months. You're hearing nothing but, you know, what prompts do I use to get the right answers? And it's my sister just dropped in. She's down here as well. And she said, I've just been looking at this thing. It's amazing. And I said, yeah, you're way behind the curve. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, we've we've I've had eyeballs on it a little bit. We've been so busy with trying to get a few projects completed that i not had the energy to look at what the next, uh, what's the next best thing coming. Which leads to our other major milestone for, from this year. We just opened our laundry facility, which has been insane, absolutely insane. And um, we just hired a laundry operations manager in our first actual real head of housekeeping to uh, to incredibly important hires that we were very (laughs) nervous about getting right. And we do feel we got it right. And the equipment was delivered a week ago. Lance was actually having them install it via Zoom, if you can imagine. Yeah, that was, uh, that was really difficult to not be present for. Um, but all of the planning and preparation work had been done and, and installation went smoothly. Because these large laundry machines, for those that aren't aware, I mean, they require significant infrastructure. Uh, in our case, three-phase power. We had to cut up a perfectly beautiful concrete floor to add in a reinforced pad to support 
these new high G 400 G force machines. So there's 12 inches of concrete um, over top of a six inch stone compacted base. We then came back behind that after that was done and we epoxy coated the floor with a map of where the pad was for the washers and dryers. But because we had epoxy coated the floor, kind of had to refer to the map to make sure that everything went in the correct location. Oops. <laughs> um, no, no oops. It was all planned for. And then I think one of the conversations that I've heard on, on a number of podcasts, always hot water has always been a concern. So we, we spent extra time in engineering the hot water system to make sure that we had not only what we needed today, mm-hmm. but what we may need in the future. Um, because we've built infrastructure in to add additional machines, kind of plug and play. We can just drop in additional machines as we, as we continue to grow. And for those who don't know the significance of this in our market, our little island, Chincoteague, is three by seven. We do not have a sewer system no one in our market was including linens. Um, We would have to drive an hour twice a week, once to pick up our linen packages, once to return the dirty linens. Um, It was exhausting. It was expensive. It was becoming insanely expensive for guests to even take, Mm -hmm. you know, opt for that. So we had to find an off-island facility that had a sewer in which we could do this. So we are literally the first in our Virginia market to be able to include linens. And that has been very exciting and interesting. You know, nine out of 10 guests are absolutely thrilled. But to my surprise, there's been the rare one that couldn't imagine sleeping on someone else's linens. And that blew me away. I could not wrap my head around that. But overall, it's been very widely received and it's it's huge. And we're the only ones, which is is just a huge feather in our cap. So you supply you supply linens to all your properties? Yep. Every home, every stay, every time with beds made. That's fantastic. You know, I, I know the pain here because, you know, Ontario was very similar to the, the way things happen on Chincoteague. You know, everybody, guests are used to bringing their own. And even up to the time I left, we still had guests who said, you know, I don't want anything left for me. I want to bring my own. Well, and especially that transition point from the reservations that were already made that didn't include them transitioning to the ones that did and reaching out to, to guests. That was a rough couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but I think we're past that point now and it's going pretty smoothly. This is such a great conversation and we're going to come back to it in just a few moments. We're just moving on over to our sponsor, Onares, as I pose another question to the founder, Paul Waldschmidt. Welcome back, Paul. I wanted to ask you about the Channel Bridge. What is it and what types of data can it import? Yeah, great question. Channel Bridge is something we're really proud of. And it's kind of interesting because Channel Bridge is kind of what put us on the map originally. And I think drove a lot of our early growth. So Channel Bridge is a tool. It's a a Chrome extension that you can install for the Chrome browser. And it basically acts like a little miniature robot that goes into your Verbo, Airbnb, or TripAdvisor account and imports and downloads booking data and, re- and review data as well. So it was built years ago, and, and it was designed as a tool to kind of bridge the gap between what channels allowed for integration and what they didn't allow, and then just average users who wanted to import data out of uh, the channel. So it can download booking data, it can download review data, but it's something we're really proud of. And it's not used by everyone now because of the uh, the newer API integrations, but it is kind of a cool tool that kind of first put us on the map and showed people that we were really committed and dedicated to solving the needs of homeowners and PMs. 
And now back to my conversation with Lance and Elaine Stitcher from Seaside Vacations. So what pain points? There must have been a number of pain points, you know, over the last few years. What have you encountered? And, and is, is there anything that you, you would do differently if you were starting over? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, if I was starting over and could do it differently, I would probably find a way to make laundry work in-house much sooner. But you need money for that. In but, our early but, years, there was no money for you, that. But so. you do need money yeah. for that. But but instituting a laundry and linen program when the first year it's operational is going to be in two markets that are 40 miles apart. With traffic problems and you're doing in excess of 10,000 reservations, it brings in its own pain points um, because it's not just washers and dryers and sheets and towels. It's staffing, it's trucks, it's uh, it's logistics. In fact, it's more logistics than anything. It's chemicals, everything, um, yeah. You know, chemicals, hot water, sewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's been that's been a mind. This has been three to five years in the planning process. That that's been huge. You know, going back to you know pain points over the time. Anytime you're implementing software or changing software, um, software changes are probably more difficult than additions because you have to unlearn the old ways and learn the new ways uh, as you're as you're making the transition from an old platform to a new platform. We've been fortunate that we've only had to do that once on the property management side. We've had to make a pivot and a transition on dynamic pricing tools mm-hmm. only once in our journey, but we feel like we've got that right. And, you know, we're, we're huge fans of Breezeway. That was a hard, risky move when, when they came to us while we were shut down for the pandemic and said, hey, guys, we think now is the ideal time to onboard you. <laughs> we're like, great, got the time to onboard this. No way to pay for it. <laughs> but things fortunately have a way of working out. We all got really lucky in that regard. Housekeeping, one of everyone's sore spots without a doubt over the past two years, we've been trying to bring it 100% in-house. Mm-hmm. Last year, I would say it was about 75% in-house. We had to use one or two vendors for lack of being able to find good people. And that's always a pain point. And this year we're doing things a little bit differently. We're trying to offer even more and better incentives. We're bringing in some professionals to actually train um, to, to, you know, give our cleaners the tools to do the best job possible. So I'm very excited about that. I mean, it's very difficult to look a cleaner in the face when you're dealing with a complaint, if you didn't properly train them and give them the tools Mm -hmm. to succeed. Um, and even finding the right chemicals and tools, you would not believe what a fuss housekeepers can put up about one particular kind of mop or broom. You know, things you never really thought. It's unbelievable. It's been a real challenge for us to find a mop that everybody won't fight over. So, but that's coming together and um, I'm excited about that. But that's hands down one of the hardest things that we have to deal with and finding the people. Yeah, I think I'm thinking you hear that from yeah, everybody. Yeah. Right. And, and as, as you know, as you've been through as well, the, those pain points, they come at different stages of that growth. And we talked about tipping points before. And you can set up a, a property management company to be profitable and, and reasonably successful at a given level, like 75 properties. But when you go out and you go from 75 to 80, you, you, need an, you have to add in another layer of, of staffing and another layer of technology. And it, it, 
you know, that's geography can play a huge, huge role in that. But, but every business has a, has phases where they are their most profitable. And then when you begin to grow past that, you layer on another team and then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not as profitable at 80 as you were at 75. And now you've got a race to get to a hundred to get to the same profitability level as you were at 75. Yes. No, it's, it's never, growth is never easy. It, you, no, you, you think that, you know, easy. oh, you're going up this nice trajectory and it's all going to get smoother as, as, as the, the more you grow. And, and no, it, it, it doesn't actually work like that. So you are, you actually articulated that really, really well. Now, growth is growth is not easy. Growth is growth is expensive. I mean, there there are certainly returns for it, um, but it doesn't come immediately. It takes time. Just the onboarding process of adding seventy five properties um, with photography and three D tours. I mean, just the the marketing budget. Adding those properties if you're going to use, you know, if you're going to use any listing sites, they, they come with expenses as well. So yes, growth is growth is not inexpensive. Talking about listing sites, how how is your direct booking? What's do you do a large proportion of booking directly through your website? We have worked very very hard on that since day one. We we actually built our first direct booking website before we had any properties. We knew we knew which direction we were going. Last year was uh, we were up to sixty percent direct. This year we've had a really really strong. December, January, November, November through now has been really strong and we are pushing 80% this year. I expect that we will see that number slide a little bit, but we've been very, very successful this last year. That's always great to hear. And I think, well, once again, these, you know, the property managers who are local to their areas, they seem to be performing so much better uh, on book direct than those who are, who are doing this much more remotely. And we're going to be talking about community in a minute. And our, you know, as part of our job, we do use listing sites, but once that guest comes to us one time, it's our job to make sure that they know where to come mm-hmm. the second time. You're also in a good repeat market, I assume. We are. Yeah. yeah. So you've, you've got those people who come in and you can remarket to them and they will go back and share. So it's, that's a real benefit, I know. Let's talk about the 100 collection. Uh, I had such a great discussion with Travis and Rebecca and the first thing I did said, well, what is this hundred? So you've got a hundred properties or a hundred companies? And he said, no, 100%. And I, <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, I wish I, I could have thought of that. <laughs> and I didn't. Um, That's been a really cool experience. And, um, you know, we're just getting started and Travis and Rebecca and Kristen have done an amazing job. Right after Thanksgiving, we had to go to Charlottesville for a real estate meeting. So, of course, Travis was like, come on down, spend a few days. You want to talk about hospitality? He is definitely top of the class with what he does. He provides an amazing experience and getting to see some of his properties and what it means to him to be a part of the 100 collection. Not to mention that man knows every single place you can get a good margarita. He is the (laughs) guy to go to if you want a good margarita. So it's a great town. We had an absolute wonderful time. But um, no, we were talking about that earlier. We are still in the onboarding process, partially because we're waiting for our new website to roll out. But, you know, there's so many different ways this is going to be a wonderful thing to be a part of. There's the obvious, you know, that being revered by our peers as not just for the having the properties to be a part of this, but our service, our business, the our ethics, the kind of business we run, our hospitality, that is a huge compliment to even be considered to that. 
And um, I was thinking about this with our owners. And I just recently reached out to all of our owners who are going to be a part of this this collection, the, the first wave, and they were absolutely thrilled. And the way I looked at it was, we are finally able to reward you for all of the time and love and passion and work that you have put into your vacation rental to make it this premier property. You know, these owners that we made a part of this, they, they just work hard. They, I mean, every, every detail that you could imagine in that home is there and they care. They care about it as much as we do. We all wish we had every single owner just like that. And on the flip side, one of my initial concerns was, what am I going to say to the owners who look at me and say, well, why aren't I a part of that? And then we get this opportunity to explain this standard to them. And hopefully, um, hopefully it will incentivize them to do better, to want to raise their property to the standard so they can be part of this very cool thing. Yeah, I love that idea. And I know we thought about it at one time, you know, long before the 100 collection had been, had been thought of. And we were going to create a signature, what we call the signature collection. And it was going to be those properties that reach that standard. But there was the always at the back of it was exactly as you were saying. These owners are going to be saying, well, why can't we be there? And And the answer to that question is you can be there. And here are the things that we need to improve to get yeah. you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And Great uh, incentive. We've only been involved with this. Well, obviously the hundred collection is a new thing. And when it first came out, I was a little bit, I was a little bit shy about it, a little bit gun shy. And I told Elaine, I was like, you know, this is one of the things that, Hey, it's an honor to be invited and, and to be recognized by your peers, to be, you know, one of the premier property managers for your destination. B, we submitted a property that didn't make peer review. Um, and it was a home that we liked, but they said, these are the reasons why, you know, we think the couch is a little bit dated. Yeah. And it's been, that was really an education because especially Rebecca is amazing. Boy, does she know her stuff. And we would go through listings and just look at every teeny tiny detail. And here I thought I knew a lot and she taught me to look for things that I never even noticed. And I'm extremely particular, but you know, she was a photographer as well. And um, definitely has a a great eye for that. So I've been able to go back to some other owners and uh, encourage them to make some changes. And on the other side of that, I've had to drop an owner that just refused to make some updates that were Mm -hmm. costing us time and money and poor reviews and they wouldn't do it. So it's all part of growth is also knowing what properties you have to let go of along the way. Yeah, that's a very important point. And and I, I made that point, I think, maybe when I was talking to, to Travis, that we, a couple of years ago, we actually lost our top performing property. And it had been our top performer for, for a couple of years. But the time taken with the owner, you know, consistently spending time with them, making sure that thing, things were exactly as they should have been, and also to stop them knocking on the door and which they did oh, quite often yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to visit, one, one going our, to visit the uh, guests, which they like to do. Oh my. <laughs> one of our, one of our mentors that I won't mention in relation to this conversation was having a conference. She was distraught. She had to fire an owner of one of her top performing properties. And I said, we'll put this in perspective for me. What are we talking about? And this particular property did nearly $280,000 in rentals the year prior and I almost choked. I couldn't, That's mind-boggling because we don't have anything that does that. I couldn't yeah. stomach firing somebody that had that type of property, <laughs> but it needed to be done. 
Well, it was interesting because when we did it, I mean, it certainly wasn't at that level, but it was, you know, it was a pretty high number we were talking about. But once it was gone, the productivity of the team rose. We had time back and you start adding up the cost of all that time that was spent uh, on these, on the guests and on the owners. We've picked that up from from people like yourself and other people that, that we've been looking up to for years um, and have come to realize that if you go to your staff, the, if the team names three properties that they just like, when this owner calls, we cringe. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, those are the first ones to look at with a, with, you know, with a very filtered lens. Something that I'm struggling with right now as we, we've grown so much and so quickly is a small handful of properties that have been with us since day one when we were nobody. And they took a leap of faith with us. We didn't have a reputation yet. We didn't have much of anything yet, but they took a chance and they're still with us. But even though our business is almost 10 years old, they've not updated anything in that time. They don't want to make changes. They don't want to put money in. You feel this loyalty because they took a chance with you, but we're really at a turning point right now where do we want our brand associated with Mm -hmm. that home if they're not willing to put some money back into it? So I'm really struggling with about five properties right now. And I'm going to reach out to the owners one last time and explain our position and just hope and pray they're willing to make some changes. Yeah, I I know that pain all too well. You know, we started in 2003 and I think, you know, by 2018, 2019, we still had some of those original properties. And, you know, it would be fingers crossed that they're going to go this year. (laughs) <laughs> because because the owners was just so lovely. But at one point we had to say, you know, times have changed. You know, things yeah. have changed. You know, they they still wanted, they, they didn't want to uh, to include cleaning because when they started, you know, the guests had to do their own cleaning before right. they left. Mm-hmm. And these owners were still mired in that era. And that's why we say that because we just parted ways with owners this week of a small, a small condo, but in a very popular waterfront building. It, it, you know, it fills up every year. It's very, very beloved property. They did not like that. We added linens. They wanted to part ways because now guests were going to have to have their own linens, which, and they were one of those owners that you were kind of like, you cringed when the phone rang with them anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of, um, it, it was probably a good thing, but can you imagine like here we think we're doing something amazing for our entire industry, our, our guests, our owners, absolutely everyone. And they saw it as an issue. Mm-hmm. So that showed that it was a very good time to say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. And going back to that first, that first property, which is a small, it's a small property. Um, and for a lot of families, the, it had a sleeper sofa, which was an important oh. amenity. And the owners came down and they made a great upgrade. They were here during, for a week during season in the early part of our busy season. On the way out the door, they called and said, hey, I just want to let you guys know we made an upgrade. We got a new couch. We're like, super. Five o'clock that evening, we get a call from the incoming guest. Hey, we can't figure out how to get the sleeper sofa. And I was like, well, it's really easy. And I walked them through it. And then, nope, nope, doesn't work. And I went over there in the new couch was not a sleeper sofa. <laughs> and we had a full season's worth of bookings coming in behind mm-hmm. them. So we, we made do, we, we ate a little crow. We provided a nice air mattress and just said, Hey, look, this is, <laughs> this is really unfortunate, but this is the best we can do right now. Yeah. I, it, it's always, it's a difficult conversation to have. And we, we had it on, on a number of occasions, but it was, it was really started with Things have changed in the last 15 years. <laughs> this is what's changed and this is what you need to do. 
And as we know, you know, safety has been taking a, a center seat over the past couple of years. And I think Justin Ford is a household name. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, interestingly enough, I just recently turned down a property in the community community in which we live. This was a really tough one. We sold this family the home in our community. We knew they wanted to rent it. We told them all of the rules, how to set it up. Here's how we can succeed. They did not listen to us at all. And they set up a home that according to the community rules can sleep six. They set it up to sleep 13 people with four bunk beds, queen over queen, pyramid bunk bunk beds galore in front of every window. I was in the house on the phone with Justin Ford, sending him pictures. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? So we already had a signed agreement with the owner and he turned around and did these things. So we had to terminate the relationship just based on safety Mm -hmm. issues. And it was a shiny, brand new, beautiful home. But I just knew it was going to be an issue. We were setting ourselves and them up for failure and headaches and it just was not worth it. Yeah, I still don't understand why people want to fit multiple people into a home when it's entirely unnecessary. I know. Most don't. Fortunately, most are more concerned about their home than that. But some people think the more people, the more money. Yeah. And even with the occupancy rules stating six on a home like that, if you post that this house sleeps six people, yet you post pictures of 13 beds. Yeah. People people don't listen. They're bringing 13 people. They're going to break the rules. We've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a tough one. But, you know, with years in the business and wisdom and confidence, all of that grows and gives you the strength. I don't hesitate anymore. If I know something is not a good fit, it's just done. Yeah. I think and it's a, it's a luxury that comes over time. Right. Um, Absolutely. You know, speaking to Tyan Marsink last week, and she's she's starting with that in mind. She's right from the get go because she's been managing all her own properties for, and she builds these massive places. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not necessary for her really to take on anything and everything, which is what we often do right at the very beginning. You know, all comers, anything that somebody else has rejected will have <laughs> just because you want to build that inventory. But uh, it is a luxury to get to the point where, where you can select on your criteria. Maybe for people starting up, it, that, that's the way to go now. It is, you know, just set yourself up as something unique, you know, as a company that is unique that will only take on the best. Sure. And, you know, we've had the pleasure of knowing Tyanne for over 10 years now. I believe I met her at a VRMA event in 2012 or 13 when she was actually there to speak about real estate photography. Yeah. Was, that, uh, was that the Home Away Summit? Uh, it could have been because I have only ever been to one home away summit in um, Phoenix. That, that could, I've seen her speak about photography as well. That could have been the very first I, time. We were talking about that because that's where I met Tyanne and it's where I met Matt Landau for the first time. Yes, that's that makes sense because I was when I was uh, at another property management company, we were researching software, and I believe I did go to the home away summit that year to to look mm-hmm. at their software op- offerings as well. Yeah, and. You mentioning Matt Landau, we were talking about milestones. Another huge one for us this year was to be approached by him to be in his home runner series. And this all kind of ties into the community involvement as well. I mean, we had Matt and Stuart 
and Tammy come and join us. They were a part of our community. Yeah. They, you know, they stayed in one of our homes. They danced at street parties with us. It was one of the most incredible experiences. And that was amazing for him to come. I mean, he's been a mentor of ours from day one. I mean, who does not walk away from a conversation <laughs> with Matt inspired and ready to take on the world. So for him to come and invite us to do that was so much fun this year. We had such a great time with it. So there's uh, I'm going to close out one loop that I'd kind of started. And it, it really does come back to community and in, in almost everything we do comes back to community and the fabric of community. And it's something that we've been building since, since day one. But where I was going to mention with Tyann was is that she got involved with the vacation model managers over 10 years ago. And she has had the she's immersed herself in this community and she's been surrounded by the best of the best for years. So she has not started up her property management business with any blind spots or mm-hmm. blind eyes because she has she has all the connections and she's been able to ask anybody anything for a very, very long time. When Matt was looking to do a smaller scale homeowners project, he came to us about doing homeowners shorts. And we're like, yes, we are all in. So we did two episodes with him. They've had rave reviews. Uh, but once again, Matt's family does not live terribly far from us. So in conjunction with filming, he brought his parents down to stay at one of our properties for their 50th wedding anniversary, which became a part of the episode because Matt cooked us all dinner. It was so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's a community can mean a lot of different things and have a lot of different definitions. Mm -hmm. And and yes, we are very involved in our communities of Shinkating and Ocean City and Captain's Cove always have been, always will be. We've also been very blessed to be involved in our community of our peers and our other property managers and through VRMA and other events and and getting to be people like Matt Landau and yourself and Tyann who, you know, have all the answers to all the questions all the time. And if they don't, they'll say, hey, have you ever considered talking to this person over here? Because they're really sharp in that field. It becomes something much bigger than just about education and peers, it's, it becomes a family. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about this this morning. We've built our brand on the seaside family and it just sort of naturally evolved over the years with our team, um, our community involvement, everything. And I, I feel like our VRMA family is the same way. You know, it is, it is, oops, there's a very big boat going by. Can you hear that? (laughs) Sorry about that. It all comes back to family and these relationships that we've built, you know, with our owners, with our guests, with our team and the homerunner shorts. One of the really cool things with that is our whole team got to participate in that. And then as that was released into the community and the locals saw it, we're we're becoming known as the business to work for Mm -hmm. in our community, which is such an honor and such a privilege. And uh, that has just sort of happened inadvertently. We didn't really see that that happening, but but here it is. And it's a wonderful thing. Well, we, we talked earlier about you taking your staff to conferences and having them experience what VRMA for, for sure can share. But I also see on your social media output, how close you are with the staff, you know, the, the dinners and the evenings together. This is not a come to work and go home at the end of the day and forget all about it. No, it is not. They are such a huge part of our life. I mean, we we genuinely love them and they are so close with each other. I, I can't even believe how blessed we are with this. 
but in any any given day, you know, we work really hard, but we also play really hard. And they are like brothers and sisters and they play practical jokes on each other. And and we've taken it a step farther. We'll we'll put the practical jokes that they play on each other onto our social and guests <laughs> love it. And they, you know, guests start to feel like they're a part of this and they know our team and they know us and they know the jokes. And it's it's just it's it's so much fun. Well, I've got, I've got to ask this one as well. You, you are the sort of the power couple of this industry. So you work together throughout the day. Um, 37 hours a day, every day. Every day. How does that go down? <laughs> really, really well. You know, um, every now and then Lance does something wrong. I don't. I'm always right. But he does something <laughs> wrong every day. No, seriously. No, it's really good. I am definitely the more type A kind of wound up. We got to go, go, go. And he's more the laid back and we balance each other. I always say together, we make one mostly normal person. And it just, I don't know, it, it works. People had me terrified before we started doing this together that it'll ruin your marriage. You'll never want to work together. It works. It works beautifully for us. And we have, we've developed our lanes that we kind of sort of stay mostly in. I have but, to kick him every now and stay in his lane. You know, if it, <laughs> If there's words involved, you're probably dealing with Elaine. And if there's numbers involved, you're probably dealing with Lance. So she knows not to use too many numbers. And I've been told not to use too many words. Um, (laughs) And then it all works really well. Lance is not allowed to do an inspection. And he's also not allowed to accept a property without my eyes being laid on it first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have learned my lessons. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked with my husband too for for twenty years in the business, and yes, we had one rule uh, after after the first five or six years. We had one rule: is that Phil does not talk to guests. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he does not, you know, if if there's a guest with an issue, we're not going to have him telling them that they're a princess and don't forget your tiara on the way out. <laughs> Right. No, but I mean, it, it works for us. And we, we, again, with the work hard, play, th- play hard theme, we, we try to have a lot of fun and we try to turn everything into an adventure. Hence this trip, you know, everyone who knows me has heard me say before, traveling makes us better at what we mm-hmm. do. So obviously we always stay in vacation rentals, but even like on the trip here, it was a 17 hour ride with a two-year-old boxer and a 26-foot boat in tow. So we did it over the course of two nights. And, um, you know, we stayed at two little hotels along the way, mom and pop places, great experiences that even though they were hotels, I left with certain feelings that I knew I wanted to put forth in our business. And um, it just makes us, you know, if, if you're not getting out and traveling, you need to because every home you stay at, every destination you visit, you will learn something that makes you better at what you do. Yeah, exactly. Great words. So what's next? What's next for Seaside Vacations? Holy cow. Holy sheets. That's that's happening uh, that's right now. That's the laundry. So the, the, the completion of the laundry is what's next for Seaside Vacations. Once that is 100% up and running, then we will just probably be working on perfecting our craft. There are other markets that are always of interest if we get to the point where you know, if the team's got everything 100% locked down and I get bored, I'll probably look at another market. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw that on a Facebook post this morning, I think. Something to do with the keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Key Largo, but one can dream. One can dream. Every time we visit someplace that we love, we, we get visions of that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, we've had we've, we've had visions of buying a vacation home. We've had visions of expanding into other markets. Whatever, uh, anything is possible. The world is our oyster. Right? I love that. I love that. That's that's a great way of looking at it. If you, I mean, I'm 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 dropping this on you, but if you had one thing that you could share from your experience with, um, you know, with with other up and coming man- property managers, what would it be? Don't be afraid to ask questions of your peers. Yeah, find the guy who's done it and done it well for 10 years, or the, I'm sorry, find the lady who's done it and done it well for 15 years and strike up a conversation. I have found, gosh, I remember years ago of being, you know, being scared to talk to people in this industry because they knew what they were doing and I didn't, <laughs> but nobody went to school for this and everybody, unless they're your competitor down the street, almost everybody is willing to share just about anything. I mean, all the way down to people have shared contracts with us, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know. build your vacation rental family, if you will. I mean, we have a, a core group of people that, I mean, when we go to a conference, I feel like I'm visiting family and we're just so excited. And these are people who've ridden out the years um, with us and that we can still turn to anytime, day or night. We need anything at all. They are there for us. And, um, and we're more than happy to share our journey with anyone just getting started. And I would say, listen to your gut, follow your instincts from the beginning. It took me some, some years to really learn that. And sometimes the hard way and nine times out of 10, your, your gut feeling about a situation, whether it be a property or an owner or a guest, listen to that and, and build a team that you want to have dinner with, build a team that you want to spend time with hire for fit and train the job. I mean, we've made a couple, only one or two bad hires over the years where we we went for the skill, but the fit was a little, eh, and that when it comes back to trusting your gut feeling, and we've learned to hire for our, our culture, for our office fit. And that's, that's what's built this amazing family that is just absolutely invincible. This group of people that have each other's back and our backs through thick or thin. They even take care of my dog. If you guys have not met my dog, she's very high maintenance. So um, it, it, you know, just build it, build a team you want to spend time with because you guys know what we do is incredibly hard and it's draining. And if you don't do an occasional shot of tequila and share a few jokes with your team, you might not make it through it. Yeah. We're probably not going to have that anymore. <laughs> But, but you know what I mean. You know what yeah, I mean. No, what I, we do is hard. You have to be able to lean on each other, laugh, cry, hug, curse, whatever it takes. It's a hard business. It is yeah. a hard business. And I have to reinforce that 100% hire for culture and then train for the job. The personality testing tools make things a little bit easier nowadays. We've sent our entire team through the Better Talent profile machine and the results came back and were like, yep, now I understand that. Yeah, knew, most definitely. Knew, knew that the whole time, but now I understand the whys. Just yeah. Make sure you have everyone in the right seat on the bus, as Lance likes to put it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, the, those. Are, and you are saying, I'm sure you're saying the same thing, that there are a ton of new people getting into the property management, vacation rental, short-term rental, call it what you want, but they're, 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 they're stepping into the game. Lots of startups. I've been talking to vendor friends. Vendors are dealing with lots of people that have one to three properties right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that's uh, been crazy. We are we are watching some of our mentors either sell, retire, or plan their succession plans right now, which almost puts us into the roles. And I guess we're we're filling those shoes for some other people that are up and coming, which is exciting. And but, you mentioned local. 
Local is absolutely everything right now. I was telling our team just recently, being local is our superpower. And mm-hmm. that is what we want. They want to connect. We find that as we get to know our guests and um, we put really so much out there on social about our team, about our dog, about our life, be who you are and be true to who you are. And don't try to be someone you're not just because you think you want your business to look a certain way, because people will really connect with the fact that you are who you are and that you are human and that you are real. And we have people who come and stay with us and they're like old friends. They bring us um, just most recently a guest crocheted us this beautiful personalized blanket. They want to connect with Mm -hmm. real people. Yeah. When guests bake you cookies and brownies and bring them to the office, A, they're delicious, but B, um, first time that happened, that was really unexpected. You used your time, your precious time on vacation to bake for us. I mean, we didn't deserve that, but wow. We have a repeat guest that I, it has been with us through, through since day one and she still stays with us. And every year we have a little running game where we each get each other something and she'll bring it to the office and I'll leave her something in the home that she rents <laughs> and we try to outdo each other every year. And it's, it's become a lot of fun. So it's like just, Christmas in July or something. I don't know. But someone once came to me when we were starting and they said, don't, don't post about this on your social. Um, don't post about Christmas. Don't, you know, nothing with religion, nothing with this, that, or the other thing. And I thought to myself, I am who I am. And if someone does not want to do business with us because of who we are, well, then I'm probably better off without that owner, without that guest, you know, just be who you are. I think that is a perfect point to end be who you are and I, I i love that i've loved talking to you once again uh, as ever this could go on but we have to bring an end to it and i just want to thank you so much for joining me for again oh, oh heather we still have not gotten to meet you in person <laughs> which is absolutely killing me but you know we started this friendship during covid and you have been just you know, an amazing person to have in our lives. And we're very thankful for you as well. We've learned so much from you. Well, that is lovely. Thank you. And we will get together at some point in, yes, in, in this will. year. There will be a conference somewhere. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Thank All right. You. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much, Lance and Elaine Stitcher from Seaside Vacations of Chincoteague and Ocean City, Maryland. An absolute pleasure to talk to people who have such a focus on quality and standards, which I believe is something that is spreading out through the parts of the industry now, and it's something to be absolutely welcomed. And I love the conversation about community too about being local and giving back. And also the focus on staff and having the team as the priority in much of their daily working life. So that's it for another week. I am always delighted to be with you. Look forward to being with you again next time. This episode was brought to you by OwnerRes. For more information about this internationally recognized leader in vacation rental software, Click the link in the description of this episode on your smart device or head over to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash ownerres to find out more. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again 
next week. 